0: Welcome back to How You Slice It. Uh, Today, I have a very important guest, Robin and her husband, Michael, partnered with us with Slice to open Constantino's, uh, a name uh, that is very important to her and her family uh, because it's named after uh, her late father. Uh, The shop opened in mid-22, so this year, in Greenwich, Connecticut. And with 20 years of experience in the restaurant industry, Robin will share uh, why family is an integral part of their restaurant, of their journey, uh, and ultimately how technology has helped Constantinos bring in uh, more revenue and perhaps become successful faster. And so welcome, Robin Bordis. Excited to have this conversation with you.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be a part of it.
0: Before we get into like the details, would love for you to share a, a bit of a background on yourself and how you got into the, the restaurant industry in general.
1: Um so when I was 13 I remember my mom saying that she was going to the grocery store and if I wanted anything I gave her a list of what I needed and she said this is the last time I'm getting this for you in the future if you want any of this stuff you have to get a job. So my first job was a bus girl at a place called Game Town in the town that I lived in and that was the beginning of my restaurant business experience. I think it becomes almost an addiction because you're meeting new people every day. um, You're talking to people and it's always new people coming in. You're learning other people's stories and you're making really good money. So I think every part of the restaurant industry was so exciting for me at such a young age. Um, and it always became my go-to as I was growing up to make extra money on the side. And eventually this just became what I what I loved doing. I went into waitressing, bus girl, bartending, bar backing, uh, dishwashing. And I just got to a point where I thought I wanted to go to cooking school and decided I did not want to be in the back of the house. I loved the front of the house. And so that's where I've kind of stayed. And eventually it brought me to purchasing a restaurant that I worked in for about 20 years, uh, 15 to 20 years. And that was kind of the start of like even a bigger picture in the restaurant industry.
0: Wait, so you worked at a restaurant for 15 to 20 years and then you ended up buying the place. Uh, So you went from an employee to an owner. That's that's amazing. Uh, walk me walk me through that a little bit.
1: It was scary and terrifying and exciting all at the same time. So th- the previous owner of Villagios was a uh, a guy that I called Papaloo. He was my boss for so many years and really great guy, but he was getting tired of the restaurant industry. He had been in it for almost 40 years and so I said to him, "When you're ready to sell, Um, let me know. And I don't know if he really took me seriously because I was a waitress there. And I think there was a part of him that wanted it to be sold to somebody within the company, but at the same time probably knew that it wasn't feasible financially. At the time, we kind of borrowed from everybody in our family and um, we wound up getting to the Almost to the finish line, we were short a certain amount of money. And I had shared stupidly, which is a good learning lesson in business. Somebody I'd run into said, uh, hey, what's going on lately? And I said, we're trying to buy Villagios. And when they heard that, I thought that they were excited for me, which is part of my lesson that not everybody's clapping for you. Fast forward a couple of weeks after that, and the bartender at Villaggio's gave me the heads up that somebody was coming in f- to meet with Papa Lou, and that somebody happened to be the person that I ran into at the farmer's market that I shared my excitement with. And they looked at it as an opportunity to get into that business before me because they were more liquid than I was. So I called my best friend. I've known her since preschool. I asked her if- if I could borrow the money, I was short. She said yes. And the day after she gave me the check, my loan was approved and I was able to give her back the money, took the loan and called Papa Lou and said, I'm ready to close. Even though I hadn't had the money yet, it was more principle that I did not want somebody else to take away something that I felt like I really earned and put my hard work into. And there it was, we closed, I think a week later and I just sold that restaurant a year ago. So it was it was an extraordinary experience.
0: So somebody literally tried to outbid you after you let them know that the place was uh, for sale ultimately. Yeah. What was the, the biggest lesson through uh, through that journey? Own- ownership of Villagios, uh, what did you learn? What did you leave that business with as, uh, as a takeaway?
1: I think the most important piece that I took away from that is how you treat employees is everything and that business can run itself with your eyes closed because the the quality of people that work there have been there for 15 to 35 years. And the restaurant industry is so, the, the turnover rate is so high. And so I learned that if you're good to your team, your team is going to be great to you. Um, and then the other part of the lesson was more you know, keep your accomplishments to yourself until they're finished. And then you can share because not everybody is clapping for you. And it's unfortunate lesson, but I learned it.
0: Yeah, I love the uh, the focus on the team is such a common theme with every uh, operator and shop owner that we meet. Uh, I actually had a conversation just a couple of days ago with a pizzeria owner in Arizona who was dealing with a little bit of stress because one of their longtime employees uh, fell a little bit ill, and um, they were going to be out of the shop for about a month and While this owner was trying to figure out how to find uh help to replace that person for the time being, uh, he made it very clear that he was going to continue to pay the salary of the employee who wasn't going to be there and and it was no surprise to me that that's a very successful shop and I would say it's one of the common themes for successful operations it's how you treat those employees, and I love that you said that and so you know, Villaggio's leads to uh, to Constantino's. As I tell a lot of people, it's hot pizza, cold ice cream, a very uh, unique but uh, delicious combination. Walk me through how how that brand and how that concept came to be.
1: So, while we, my husband and I were driving around during the pandemic, I'm very emotionally attached to the restaurant industry. So, as we drove by and we saw all of these restaurants that we had frequented for so many years closing down, it was heartbreaking to me. And so, the day after I closed on the sale of Villagio's, I said to my husband, I need another restaurant. And he was like, We should wait a little bit. And I said, no, the most pandemic proof was pizza and ice cream. It was like the comfort foods that were affordable, but also delicious. And so I I planted a seed in his head that, we wanted a restaurant, um, that I wanted another restaurant. And so while we were driving around and we would see during the pandemic, all these businesses closing, it was heartbreaking for me because I knew what went into a restaurant just in general. And while people were suffering with numbers and sales, and I was looking at the numbers at Villagio's and the numbers were growing. And so while heartbreaking for others, we were continuing to be successful. So I did everything to give back to the community. I organized like pizzas to go to firehouses and police departments, um, hospitals. But then it kind of just stuck with me that, I needed to have a restaurant again once I sold Villagio's and it was important to me to incorporate pizza and ice cream two comfort foods that were absolutely pandemic proof, but also like it definitely got us through pandemic, pizza did, because it was affordable. People were losing their jobs. Pizza was still inexpensive and could feed the whole family. So I knew that I wanted to incorporate pizza when and if we found a place and that's what led us to our
0: location where we are now. Yeah. And I've learned this. Uh, a lot of people ask me, why is Slice focused on pizza? And my family, first and foremost, is in this business, has been in this business for a long time. But uh, beyond that, the country, consumers across America have a special relationship with the product for the same reasons uh, that you mentioned. And that's clearly uh, sh- shows in all the data that we look at. It's affordable travels well delicious and certainly can feed a uh, you know a whole family in under twenty dollars so um uh, mm-hmm. I love that and you know regardless of food trends a person that I that I really respect uh, said something to me health trends come and go food trends come and go but there's always a line at an ice cream shop and a pizza shop uh there's always room yeah for uh, for those two products and then you know you opened up the place and you've really incorporated family, across every element of the business Uh, even have gone as far as to name some dishes after family members, kind of treat your customers like family. Uh, You mentioned earlier, you love the focus on the front of the house. Why is that so special to you? Walk us through kind of your belief system on that, on that topic.
1: You know, the family incorporation part when my husband and I got together, we brought both his and my family together and that connection for family has really like brought both he and I back to life without sounding too corny. It's really what it did for us. So if we can give that uh, family feeling back to people that come into our place, then it gives people a place where they belong. I love the thought of like, When people come in, it feels like this is home for them. Like they feel like they belong somewhere. And we had people that work there and people that come in there that say, it's like coming home when you're going into Constantino's. That same vibe was at Villagio's as well. So that part is important to me. The dishes, we... So my family has Matarazzo Farms in uh, New Jersey. And that is my father's side of the family. My father passed when I was two. So it is uh, his side of the family is so important to me. Whether I see them once a year or a hundred times, it's still a piece of my dad. And so when I was getting remarried, it was important to continue my father's honor. And so my husband had said, let's name it Constantino's So the best way to pull my family's heritage into everything was to incorporate a hundred years of family reunions that we've celebrated together, the farm, fresh produce that was grown, the hard work of my family. Um, My uncle was a mayor in New Jersey for, I think, over 15 years. So there's such strong family ties and roots. And I brought that to We brought that to Connecticut. And uh, now when you walk in, you see like pictures all over the walls of like my aunts and uncles and my dad and the pizza boxes are created. It has my baby pictures with my brother and sister and my dad and uncles. So just the whole vibe is pulling everything family together. And I've had customers that have reached out Just through text message and said, you know, I love the family history that you've brought into Greenwich and I can't wait to come in and give you a big hug. So there's such beauty when you incorporate family, but truly have like a passion from your heart for it. And I feel like we've really brought that into the location where we are. And uh, when people come in, my husband is he builds restaurants and commissaries. So he's always been on that aspect of the restaurant business. So he's never been in like running the registers and those types of things. So when we're there together, which is practically every night, he's the social butterfly that goes around and talks to every customer and introduces himself. So it's just incorporating people and making them feel like family with us. I mean,
0: I'm not even there and I feel like I'm there uh, just listening to you describe that and uh, what a special uh, way to really bring others into your shop and make them part of, uh, part of your family. So I, uh, I love that. Uh, I know, you know, through our partnership that it took many more months than we anticipated to launch Constantino's. Uh, this is a common theme that comes up. Aspiring operators want to launch location one or even existing operators who want to launch location two or three. Uh, many have described the build-out process and the launching process of a new location brick and mortar as soul-crushing. Uh, walk us through that experience and some of the lessons that I think others can apply in their journey as they open up a shop.
1: So soul crushing, I would have resonated with in October when we thought we were opening. And, you know, I think anger takes over first but I'm glad that I'm in a place now where I understand why the town operates the way that it does. The criteria for opening and, and the what they were looking for definitely put us back. The, the wait for specific things that we ordered pushed us back as well. I was definitely frustrated with the town at first. But I think in hindsight, when I look at it now, I understand that When we opened, we were absolutely perfect. And when I see the Board of Health coming in and having lunch at our place, I know we did a good job. And so, yes, it was very frustrating. And the timing was was long, but they have procedures. And during that time, unfortunately, I think everybody was on delay. So I understand it. It was soul-crushing for sure because we thought we were opening October. We signed a lease in July. And October was my, my farthest point out that I've, that I pictured. We didn't open until the following May, as you know, and I think that the, we hired all of the employees in February, March. And that was again, something that it was a pushback, but we kept them on payroll. And we did the right thing because we wanted to make sure that we took care of everybody and didn't give them false hope for jobs. So yes, gut-wrenching, every word that you can come up with. But from a different perspective, I understand the level of, and the reasoning behind the the delay. So frustrating, but we are opening another location in the same exact town. So Had I had been as frustrated at the beginning, I probably wouldn't have gone down that road, but I respect their
0: process. So Amazing. And I think the lesson, uh, common lesson is whatever plan or schedule someone has, it would be smart to probably add a buffer of three to six months because it almost always uh, leads to that sort of timeline. Yeah, for sure. You've got a lot of experience in buying property, turning the property into successful you know, location, uh, what is some advice? What do you look for uh, when you spot a location uh, in identifying it as the right place for a pizza shop or an ice cream shop?
1: So definitely foot traffic. I mean, I know rule of thumb in college was location, location, location. As funny as this may sound, which I know you will understand, Ansel System pizza oven goes just as just as far as location at this point. Um, because the fire hoods and the Ansel system was what put us on a further delay. That's something that now we look for at a pizza shop that we want to kind of take over is to make sure that there is a pizza oven in place that maybe just needs updating and the hood is in place. Uh, And then location is still obviously the most important. So the next location that we are opening is in Hartsdale. And... It's in four corners. That's the name of the area that it's in. It's high traffic. There's not a lot of parking, but I know the area and the customer base really well there. So definitely location and then the needs for the inside so that you're not on further delays to put in the right equipment.
0: I love that and uh, love that you're opening up a second location. I also saw on your website that you're thinking about or have already franchised the concept. Maybe talk a little little bit about that.
1: Um, So that's in beginning stages right now. Um, I think what my husband and I are really truly looking to do is uh, something that kind of is mutually advantageous. So I want to we want to kind of help business owners that are looking to get out of a lease because they don't have the manpower or whatever it may be to keep that business going. And so we want to look at those types of locations and see about taking over their lease and starting up in in those areas. So, And we're open to doing that across the country. So we're not sure whether we want to kind of self-develop or if we're looking to franchise, but we're open to both at the moment. Um, But we're we're getting very excited with opening up new places all around different areas, which is what we're going to try to continue to do. One of the other parts of that that we're looking to do is... Promoting from within our company. So, we're taking like one of the pizza men and made him like a head pizza man. So, every location that we open, he's going to train the pizza men to manage and run the business, make the pizzas the same exact way, the dough and the sauce, so that there's continuity with the brand. And then we're doing the same thing with like the front of the house, the girl that Uh, is working like the registers and handles all the customer service, she's going to start training front of the house for any restaurants that we open up. So it's important for us to give back to the employees that work with us because you know as well as I do that in the restaurant business, they spend more time with us than they do with their families. So it's important that there's promotions from within the business instead of looking outside for other staff as well.
0: Completely agree with that. And uh, obviously in order to launch a second third location or even have a very successful first location uh, I know you really pride yourself in uh, investing in technology and technology and sh- streamlining systems allows you to you know think about scale talk a little bit about why you're so uh, invested in in technology and how that has helped really drive success within Constantinos in a short window of time
1: so Part of the success of Constantino's is our partnership with Slice. I don't say that just because I'm doing a podcast with you. I say that truly from my heart. Um, The marketing system, if I'm not mistaken, AMS. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, advanced marketing services. Yep.
1: Advanced marketing services has been tremendous for us in collaboration with Slice. The digital ads have been incredible and social media marketing and promotion in that aspect as well has been incredible. And in those three things, those have been the three most successful. And we've been open for five months, but the numbers continue to build. And, you know, we're fortunate to be where we are based on the digital marketing services that we are utilizing.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think, uh, you know, one of the things that has worked really well, I believe, is how those things, those aspects feed into your point of sale system which then allows you to serve customers in a streamlined way. And I think it's the uh, true partnership approach that really is the number one driver of success because as we work to continue to drive more and more new customers in, you and your team are working really well to make sure those customers are very happy. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been sort of a winning formula. What are some practical Uh, pieces of advice that you'd share with folks based on your experience with Bellagio and now, and now Constantino's, you know, your sales at Bellagio went to over a million dollars a year. I don't know if you know this, but the average independent pizza shop does about half that per year, but what are some of the best ways to drive revenue to your business?
1: I think the most successful that has been is, uh, finding the slowest nights of the business and then utilizing a more aggressive promotions for those particular nights. I know at uh, Villagios, we did uh, like $2 off Tuesdays for pies. Tuesday was um, typically the, one of the slow days there. Um, depending on You know, at at Constantino's, we'll do like a two for one type of pints for ice, you know, ice cream pints, specific days that are slow. We do digital ads that we push more on like a Monday, Tuesday than we would on a Friday, Saturday. Um, But those types of things have been the most effective for
0: us. Any any pieces of feedback in terms of pricing or quality of the food? How do you how do you keep track of? those aspects of the business the foundational aspects of the business
1: quality of the food it's one thing I will not budge on I do not price compare when it comes to meat cheese Uh, we know that there is one specific cheese that is the best cheese to use it's grande and so as far as that goes I don't change on that but I don't know if there's necessarily like a system but I just go off of Uh, our invoices versus like what we put into the computer. I don't have a science for it.
0: You know, opening up a whole new place is such a whirlwind experience. Um, What were some of the points of anxiety or concerns you had the day that you were opening up the store? I know there was an amazing grand opening, but did you go through any uh, sort of thoughts about, well, you know, is anyone going to show up? Are they going to like my food? Uh, What are some of those emotions you can walk us through? Because I think so many people go through similar uh, experiences.
1: I was definitely nervous about the turnout, which wound up to be phenomenal. I did not do extensive research. I did not. I was not aware that there was a school right down the street from us. So the first day we opened, I left to go to my office and I came back at three just to check in and the entire dining room was full of kids and they were all eating ice cream and pizza and I just started crying as soon as I saw them. So I think just the level of advertising that we did kind of brought everybody in there. My anxiety definitely came from hiring, which that was one thing that I absolutely learned was... To stick with my guns, which I did, Um, most people that came in, I would say it was a 50-50 where 50% came in and they had great work ethic and they wanted a job and there was no question. And so those guys I loved and we hired. Then there was the people that were looking for work. But wanted to cut corners and those were the people that drove me up a freaking wall. So it was more kind of sticking to my guns and not being desperate to fill the positions that I needed filled. Eventually it works out. It always does. So I think there was a level of stress and anxiety based on that. And then day of hoping that everybody shows up for work. You know, you get I got jaded for sure because at Villagio's the staff was there for 30 years. So you know, they're showing up, you know, there's no problem. You can come in late at, you know, our place. I had one pizza man that came from Villagio's with me. And I had two girls that came from a previous company of mine to work with me. So I knew for sure that three people were showing up. <laughs> um, but the rest was, you know, you worry about the work ethic of people these days. And I reward and celebrate the ones that show up every day because they have the work ethic that is the same mind of my husband
0: and I. And that's important to me. Has anything surprised you so far in operating Constantino's? Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we did, we transitioned from a one chef to another and the one chef, when we let him go, he said that the other chef is coming with him and that was a final. And so I texted the other chef, you know, I said, you would be a big loss to us. We hope that you stay and- So I think he was surprised the chef we let go when he came to collect his things and gave the new chef a ride the next day. And he was looking for him because he thought he was leaving with him. (laughs) He didn't know he was staying. So I think people's work ethic and negotiating skills surprised me for sure. But, and, and vendors as well, you know, I, I have, we work with one distributor uh, Napoli and our rep, for Napoli came to me when we, before we opened and they said, I want to work with you. Give me your menu and I will write every single ingredient for every single menu item and it'll put together an order sheet for you. And so the next distributor that came in that wanted our business said, what can I do for you? Uh, we want to get your business. And I said, will you put together a whole list of all the ingredients I need? And he said, I guess. And so I gave him my menu. He left. I never heard from him. So I gave my business to the person that had the same work ethic as my husband and I, because I think those people should be celebrated.
0: Agreed, agreed. Shared values is the best way to the best way to work with people. Last question for you: uh, of all the uh, advice that you uh, and we can spend here all day, and your advice would would go a long way to, to operators or aspiring operators. What is the one? most important piece of advice you'd give somebody who's listening to this and operating a pizza shop today?
1: I think the most important thing that sticks out for me now is regard. I understand that pricing fluctuates drastically from time to time, but that should never change the quality of food that you're putting out on the table for people. Because I think that's the biggest mistake that people can make in business is, Going for the cheaper chicken as opposed to the, you know, no no antibiotics ever chicken because you're going to save a dollar. I think that's the biggest piece of advice because it does change the quality and taste of the food. And that's the reason that people decide to come back
0: to your establishment. Very important piece of advice. Never sacrifice on the product because at the end of the day, that's what people come to you for. That's ultimately why you exist. And I, uh, I love that advice. Robin, thank you so much. Look forward to continuing to follow your, your success and journey. And uh, thank you for being a great partner to, uh, to Slice.
1: Thank you, guys. And thank you and your whole team for everything that you brought to Constantinos. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, Robin.